And we're back. Here we are. It's Fork Buddy Podcast Plan. Back at it again on a dreary Saturday with That's 30 degrees. I feel like every time we podcast, it's like gross outside. Dreary 30 degrees. There was snow on the ground. Not not much snow now. Jeez. Gross. Couldn't even get gross. Couldn't even get going this morning, man. I was like woke up at 7 and was like out of it then went laid back down couldn't get back up I don't it's just I beat you this time usually you wake up before me yeah. I was up at 4 4.30 we need to get a, a sleep aid as a sponsor so we get some free samples <laughs> I could benefit yeah cause you only got like 3 hours last night mm-hmm. yeah and this coffee is this is probably like the equivalent of, cause I, I keep topping it off it's probably like my third cup yeah Need it. Needed to get going today. But we're back again. Podcast episode eight. Eight. And we have to uh, let the cat out of the bag. So we had a situation last night where we had decided to meet at Chow Thai at 5.30. Um, the logistics of it became a nightmare because my wife got caught in traffic after getting off at 5.00 couldn't make it home until about 5.45, you went over to the restaurant, and boom, what'd you see? Sign on the door, chow ties closed. Now, initially, I was scared because I thought they'd closed up for good. Oh, that'd have been a nightmare. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, it, don't worry. It's just temporary. The sign said there was a family emergency, and they promised to open as soon as they can. Um so I I didn't really know what to do at that point. I thought we're just gonna have to scrap it and yeah. And then I called my wife back and said, you know, what's your pregnancy cravings telling you? And I gave her a rundown of some downtown restaurants, and she picked Recovery Sports Grill. And that's that's where the night took us. You know where we were thinking about going if if you guys hadn't uh, said recovery? Where Chili's. <laughs> we were gonna go to now see I laugh 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 <laughs> but I like chilies and I, I I'm partial to the one in Charleston I feel like that's the only good chilies of all the chilies I could be wrong there's probably better ones out there but we don't have another is there another chili is there a chilies in Huntington there's yeah there's one in uh, at the Barbersville Mall there's not one in Southridge no so the only one in our area is Charleston, yes. downtown. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only one I've ever been to. I don't I, know if I've been to the one in Huntington or not. I have. I don't remember it that well, but I think it's because I avoid all other chilies but the Charleston one. It's the, actually pretty legit, man. It's it's tasty. I get to-go orders from there sometimes, and I'm going to give them the nod here on the podcast in front of everybody. Look, we all have our guilty pleasures. If that's what you want to call your guilty mm. pleasure when it comes to chains, that's fine. I'm going to go, I'd go a different route. Baby but back. <laughs> I was more of a fan of the, what was those, uh, those fried chicken, uh, you know what I'm talking about? They're no. like signature chicken dish. It's like deep fried. Oh, the chicken crispers? There you go. Oh, yeah, no. Those huge are, fan. Those, yeah. I'm a huge fan I of I said those. baby back just because that, that's the first thing that came to mind. Oh, the old, the old I'm not a I'm not a Chili's rib person. Okay. Their burgers are pretty tasty, but uh, and they went the, north like southwest with their menu, didn't they? They they, they like yeah, really amped bit. it up like Chipotle style, like with bowls and stuff. A like little that. bit. And you know what I think is like one of their signature things that I can't get enough of every time I go. If you get the bottomless chips and salsa, I don't know what they do to their salsa, but I could drink it by itself. 
Man, those That's... chips are so salty, though. And greasy. God. Yeah. <laughs> but Take me there. <laughs> but I'm glad we didn't go that route for my own personal uh, taste. <laughs> but we chose Recovery Sports Grill. And I felt the need to give... Um, here, here's my thing. We... We've both been to Chow Thai multiple times. Now, the only reason why I wanted to go together is because you haven't had the dine-in experience. Yeah, I've, I've, actually, had the, I've actually only had it one time. I've had, uh, I've had Chow Thai probably six or seven times, so I could do the review without actually us going to eat. Right. But I wanted to make it legit and you actually do the dine-in experience. And I was actually going to ask the lady to light you up, which I'm going to do that next. Any, when we go, I'm going to literally I'm gonna tell that woman, like, as hot as you can make it, make it that hot i want to hurt yeah i want i want to see pain i want to see snot coming out of your nose i'll cry tears down literally sweat hiccups everything like i'll I do the hiccup it. where the heat comes back up and gets stuck in your throat Oof. and then it just it burns for you know i want to feel bad for you when you're eating it good <laughs> i want the restaurant to look at me and be like you're gonna get this guy out of here yeah. <laughs> call the ambulance this one's out of control Can you get him some milk maybe <laughs> Like, fellas, it, it just it hurts so good. It's, yeah. it's addicting. That's what I want. So we're going to give that to you guys, but we are we just we had that hiccup. And stay we tuned. Apologize. Yeah, stay tuned. Keep listening. But here's a review on a, a, a solid joint. In my opinion, when you think of sports bars in the area, which I think there's only two, maybe three that, that come to mind. There's the new one over in... Two um, or three that are actually worth going to. So you got Adelphia... Recovery, and then the one that opened up on like Roxlana Road. You know what I'm talking about? No. The WVU based one, where the old poorhouse was. So like where? Oh. You know where? Um, that's a place. Yeah, that's actually people rave about their food. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's like across from Cold Spot. Kind Correct. Of. So there's pro- that Cold Spot's another one. That's four sports bars. That Cold Spot's in the mix. Which they have two locations, yeah. one in Dunbar, one in Crossland. Cold Spot has definitely found its niche. It's it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean um, their wings are good, but I if we're gonna get into the review right away, like Recovery's got the best wings in the area, in my opinion. Like when it comes to chicken wings, if you want chicken wings, go go to Recovery for chicken wings. Now I know they didn't they didn't meet your standard of spice level, but when it comes to quality of like yeah, the weak. chicken and they have a very variety of like sauces that are off the cusp of what other people offer different very Very different different. yeah and i enjoy that i have i have a thing to get into about the wings but we'll get we'll get to that yeah um so we went there not over not overtly crowded as i thought it was going to be for a friday i know they we just went and sat right down yeah and it's a pretty big place though it is like it's got a lot of room in there and i i've been and i've been uh, have you ever been for lunch? I don't think so. Actually, the only time that I've been other than last night was with you. And I think, I don't think it was for lunch. I think it was, remember because we yep, sat outside? Yeah, we sat outside. Yeah, that was, I think that was dinner. I've been, so I've no. been to both. So again, that's an, uh, a theme for the podcast that makes a big deal. Dinner this, versus Dennis lunch. Dennis versus lunch. And I've been to both. So I have, I have a good grasp on both, which the menu doesn't change. Right. It's the same. Um, it's just a different feel in the restaurant. And lunchtime, you get more business people. Dinner, you probably get more of a blue-collar family style. But there are some business people that are staying at the Sheridan Four Seasons yeah. or Four Points, whatever it's called. 
that would probably come down and have dinner there. So uh, let's get let's get right into it. Decor. It's a sports bar. How much? What? What can you say? It there, sucks. <laughs> for you, for you being an avid um, MLS slash uh, soccer slash. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. It, it's not right to pit the soccer fan versus all other sports fans. But there's no decor like, for soccer in there. And not that I saw. No. But it, even if there were. It, like it's just tacky. Does it change your opinion of the decor if they were it was a soccer themed like pub? Mm, that changes your opinion on it. Yeah, but it, it's a totally different environment. They like with the general sports bar slash grill, you just have tacky crap all over the wall from all different sports. With soccer, you, they're not gonna pin up like big fat heads on the wall and. Uh, yeah, I find that kind of annoying. NASCARs too. hanging from the ceiling and, uh, you know, whatever. Just so here's what people might not know, and I think it's very um, it's very important to point out. Recovery is a chain. I didn't know that. Recovery is a chain. Yeah. And they have multiple, multiple locations. Let me just give everybody a rundown of the locations. So in the state of New York, you have Albany, Amsterdam, East Greensburg, Gilders Land, Malta, Queensbury, Rotterdam, Troy, and Verona. So it's a predominantly New York-based company. Then in New Jersey and West West Hampton, here in Charleston, Chesapeake, Norfolk, Virginia, and Port uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. So they're up and down the East Coast in multiple states. So that is very important to point out. I'm assuming that the decor is different in the other these other places, but it might not be. It might be. So? It might be par for the course. I, when I found out that it's a chain, um, I kind of thought of Quaker Steak and Lube. Well, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. For if you go on their website, menus vary from place to place and state to state. Ooh. So there there are maybe some subtle differences in the menu, but I would say for the most part, when you come to chain, you're going to come to mostly like. You might get a little spin on the decor, but not a lot. Like yeah, it's going to yeah. be pretty pretty par for the course for everyone you go to. So there's that. So for anybody who doesn't know, there you go. It is a chain. Does that change my opinion of the restaurant? Not really. I, yeah, I, it is what it is. It like is what it is. Like there, here's the here. I don't. I haven't, I haven't got to this point, <clears throat> and I'm glad we're here. You speaking of chilies, us speaking of re- recovery. There's levels to chains across the country. I think there's tiers to it. Mm-hmm. So when I think of a chain, the automatic come to mind are the chains around here. Fridays, Chili's, Longhorn, Logan's, Applebee's, Applebee's, Red Lobster, Bob Evans, Bob Evans, Olive Garden. That's a tier. The, to me, O'Charlie's, all in that same kind of tier. It's probably like a mid-level to lower level tier of chains Mm -hmm. then when you i think there's a tier above that and we don't have most of those the more exclusive carabas bonefish recovery um help me out here low um i have no idea i'm trying to think of the other italian joint that i've been roma's bar and grill there's other there's there's other there's another tier above and they're they're doing they're doing a little bit better than I think the other chains. Well, are. they're probably a little 
higher price point. Exactly. And but a little better quality food. Yeah. They they pay their workers maybe a little bit better. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just kind of, it, it's different. Because when I walk in, let's say I walk into a Carabas. You've been in a Carabas before. You see everyone in those white coats. And they, they're, they're white chef coats. And you automatically assume that the people in the back have a pretty good understanding of the dishes that they're making just by their appearance. Maybe yeah, that but they don't. You, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I have that feeling when I walk in there. It's a different air. Look, I've told sure. everybody when I when we lived in Myrtle Beach, one of my favorite places to go to for seafood slash uh, American dining was was Bonefish. Like me and my wife loved Bonefish. I don't know if I've been there. It's really, it's really good. I actually played with a guy at D&E that was older than me. His dad owned a few of them. Chris Pop was his name. His dad owned a few of the chains in Maryland and oversaw those. And I didn't know, like when they mentioned, I was like, Bonefish, never heard of it. And then as I got older and as I went around for work, I started seeing them places. So I stopped in one time. To me, dude, Bang Bang Shrimp as an appetizer is one of the best appetizers that I know of that I know automatically without a doubt that that's what I'm getting. Yeah. I'm Every time I go in there, I get Bang Bang Shrimp. Sounds fun. It's good. It's good. But um, anyways, I, I had to let that know. There's levels to the, the chain game. There's levels. There's tiers to it. Yeah, I agree. So we're at the uh, we're in an upper echelon of tier. Like Pies and Pints, I guess you can consider it sort of a chain because they've kind of branched. I think they have a location yeah. in Virginia. There are places that are like, hey, we got a good place here. We're going to branch out First to another watch. place. First Watch. First Watch yeah. is a chain, yeah. really good chain. Um, it's just a little more exclusive than... I think I've made the point before on the, on this podcast. Like, It seems to me that every town... In West Virginia has the same places to eat. Every town. Every town has a McDonald's. They've taken advantage of it. Every town has a Subway. They've taken advantage of it. Every town has one Mexican restaurant. Yep. Maybe two. Yep. Um, Except for here that's got like seven or eight. <clears throat> yeah. So generally speaking, every major town in West Virginia has, well, that's a that's a relative term, I guess, major town. Uh, but everyone has a Bob Evans, uh, an Olive Garden. Right. Applebee's, whatever. Right. So, yeah, good so point. There's good point. there's tiers to it. Recovery's in a top tier, in my opinion. And there's not much to say. Like, I can't go any further with the decor other than you're in. A, you know, you're in a sports bar. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff on the walls. There's a lot of TVs on the walls. You know what? Nice bathroom. Beautiful bathroom. I was kind of like blown away by that. And here's the thing. And here's here's how I know you're in a decent restaurant. <laughs> Always go in and look at the bathroom. If they have clean bathrooms, that means they have a clean kitchen. Cause That's they, true. Because they care enough to clean those bathrooms, and then I guarantee you they clean the kitchen. If you go into a place and it's kind of like uh, you, 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 your bathroom at home's nicer than this bathroom, you're in a, you, you, you got to really look at that food a little bit harder than what you think. You know what? A uh, little amusing anecdote to go along with that. Uh, the apartment place that um, we recently signed the lease to. So, yeah, update. Uh, don't need anybody's recommendation anymore. Landed a spot. Thanks, though. Um, the guy that gave us a tour, he said that the Golden Corral that is just over the hill is the nicest, cleanest, best Golden Corral he's ever been in. And at the time, I'm like, wow, this dude loves to sample random Golden Corrals. That's kind of odd. Right. But uh, at a later point in time, 
I decided, you know what, let's go to there. Let's, we were right there. I said, let's go. And we'll decide for ourselves if this guy's just blowing us hot air or what. And first place we, I went, because I really had to go, was to the bathroom. I wouldn't do this in a Golden Corral ever, but I swear you could eat in the bathroom at this Golden Corral. So, Spotless. Yeah. And guess Same what? way like, for recovery, though. Yeah, it was, it was, it was classy Golden Corral, if there is such a thing. No offense to Golden Corral. <laughs> so, yeah, bathrooms, really <clears throat> spacious, really nice. They have TVs on the wall that you can actually watch, I think, while you're using the bathroom. This is refreshing. It's a nice place. Uh, look, here, here, let me tell you for one. Best bathroom in the town, in all, at any restaurant establishment, Chick-fil-A, Southridge. You walk in, beautiful, you could probably eat off the floor, and then you wash your hands, and then the creme de la creme gets you a shot of mouthwash to finish <laughs> off your meal. To me, that is a step above and beyond service that hasn't been reached by other restaurants. It's like... Thank you, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Great idea. It's like the, uh, the, in the movies, because I'm not fancy enough to go to a restaurant that has bathroom attendants. But in the movies, you oh, see... Oh, those guys are so annoying. They're, they're all over Orlando, Florida. Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Bathroom you, attendants? Do you remember our uh, adventure at the attic uh, for my bachelor party? Do you remember the bathroom attendant in there that would literally sit there with a towel and then he expected a tip? Was I drunk? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you don't remember him. Dude, they're all over. Like, any place you walk in, they're all over. Maybe I didn't go to the bathroom. Oh, they're so annoying. But anyways, go ahead with your story. Uh... I don't know. I mean, sidetrack. No, no. It was just that uh, it's like they're giving you that minus the the guy. And yeah, and yeah. you know he'll offer you a. Minute well, I can. I'm here to tell you that doesn't that actually adds to the annoyance of going to the bathroom is when you know guys are in there and they expect a tip because they're paying. Oh no, no, no to, they have a they have a whole stash of cologne and like different like uh, lotions and hand sanitizers and stuff like that. I got that at and my it, house. Oh no, but they you. they expect like if you if you make eye contact with those guys, they expect to be like want a shot of this, need a towel, blah blah blah. I'm like, "Leave me alone, man. I just want to wash my hands and leave." Like, bro, I've been going to the bathroom for a while now, and I've done just fine in restaurants up to this point. I don't need you all of a sudden to change my life. It's, it's very annoying. That's odd. It's very me. odd. But anyways. Um, I, I, I think I would have to uh, rate a restaurant down if they had. A, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I think it's probably just clubs and bars. I don't think they have them at restaurants. Okay, uh, I can't remember finding any other restaurants. That's awkward. It is. Uh, it may be your like fancier steakhouse. You might run into that, but I think like any. Like, Dude, I, not, I do not, do not remember a bathroom attendant. I don't even know what the attic is. It was the EDM place where we were had uh, we were in a VIP and we were standing up over everyone at the tables. Oh uh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I went to the bathroom. I think it's called the attic, but I could. I did go to the bathroom there. Okay, but you don't remember the the attendant? I must have snubbed. You him. must have really. I must have. You must have. You must have whipped it out, pissed, and then literally ran out the door. I must have thought he was in line for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but so um, okay, so we've hit decor on the wall is kind of tacky. TVs, there's a lot of them, so you're going to get something to watch. And then bathrooms, pristine, which they are. And then you have entertainment in there. Um, yeah, so there's really not much to say about it other than, like, it is what it is when you walk in. Like, you know that's what you're going to get at, yeah. any, at any sports bars. You're going to get entertainment on the wall. You're going to get a uh, um, <coughs> a nice experience to sit around. Like, it gives you conversation. Like, that's what I like about sports bars is... 
is literally we could we could be talking, run out of things to talk about, look up on the screen. Oh, did you see such and such? Or I'll oh, watch this. You know, because your girlfriend mentioned, oh, I played basketball with those two girls from uh, Notre Dame, from or, Notre something Dame like or something like that. And it's like, that's cool. You know, that's, that's a, a good, good point. point. Actually, I, we did have a conversation based off something we saw on, on TV that we would not have had. Exactly. It was uh, just a total random sidetrack to this. It was um, why Tiger, because the Masters or PGA Tour, I don't even know it's what's Masters. That. Yeah, it, it was on TV uh, before Flan and his wife got there, but uh, I said something about Tiger Woods teeing off. And just as a, a curious side note, my girlfriend was like, how come he hasn't been under scrutiny for being a dog like the rest of athletes would, blah, blah, blah. And it made me think, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because his wife beat his car in with his golf clubs and embarrassed him in front of everybody? Well, or? I think he did go through the scrutiny. I think it was just such a long time ago that people tend to forget. It's just like, the, it's, to me, it's the same example of like Kobe Bryant. And I always bring this up and people always get frustrated with me when they're Kobe Bryant fans, but I, I have to say it, like, off the court, the dude's a scumbag because of that rape allegation in Colorado. Like, it's and whether it happened or not, I have no idea, but even to put yourself in a situation like that as a professional athlete, mm-hmm. you're messing up. Yeah. And then you hear all, like, you can go down the line, Ray Rice, um, Tiger, Kobe Bryant, all those guys, like all those things stick to them, but eventually they kind of wear off and people kind of forget about it a little yeah. bit because, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the environment that we're in right now. Like the world tends to forgive people like that because we all know that most people are flawed human beings. Yeah. So we kind of tend to forget that stuff. <clears throat> My logic behind it was, it's probably not accurate at all, but I said, one... I kind of mentioned he did go through it. He did. And, and he then, got he got he got ran for that. And then he kind of stepped out of the limelight for like three or four years. It's Just, like, <laughs> but golf is a gentleman's sport, right? So that might have played into it because of if you look at somebody like um, what's his name? I think uh, John Daly yeah. is, is it John. Oh, Daly? John Daly is a legend, but not it, it, for right. In a different kind of light. He's a gross human being. Exactly. He doesn't care about anything. And I feel like he gets... He gets a pass. He does. He gets a pass because... It's it's looked at as cool, what he does. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. yes, So I don't know if the whole golf scene plays into Tiger's, um, like, disappearance from the limelight. Well, you gotta you gotta keep in mind as well. He went through a lot of injuries, so therefore he couldn't get back out on the course because he had multiple back surgeries, multiple knee surgeries. So he had that all played a part in him, like kind of going away and then coming back. I said the whole Lindsey Vaughn incident that was weird. It everything those like it's hard for me because I try to let everyone know, like, hey, look, if you're gauging how you feel about a person in the sense of because they're a professional athlete and they're in the limelight and you're basing like why you quote unquote root for them and why you don't root for them based off their like what how they live and what they do yeah you're you're looking at it all wrong like they just play a sport and literally they have millions and billions of dollars like don't ex- don't expect to say that they're the same person as you because they have oh, a dude. whole different a litany of like things that happen to them on a daily day basis that you and I will never understand. That's a major issue. Never nowadays, understand. Like. People... Leave them over there. Let them be who they are. But don't look up to them. If it if it jives with their personal agenda, they love them. Exactly. Anything they do 
off of the field or court that they don't drive. Oh, they're they're horrible athletes. It, it, well, it's, it's the perfect example of John Daly is that people like John Daly because they feel like they're close enough to him because they see his personal life playing out in front of their eyes. So we look at it as a fan from a perspective. Like, I could hang out and have a beer with John Daly at a bar. It'd be yeah. fun, you know what I mean? You can't do that with, like, a LeBron James or a, a Tiger Woods because they don't they don't look they look down upon you because you don't have as much money as they do. Why John Daly is so attractive is because literally you could run into him on a weekend at the Greenbrier, you could buy him a Bud Light, and he'd probably sit there and shoot the shit with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's he why would. those guys are those guys are true uh, attractive to the the blue collar dude or, See, or girl. Look at this uh, sports bar TV is making conversation. <laughs> Bringing out. It's a thing. <laughs> it does. So, back to it. Um, decor, I think we're good on that. I, You know, we'll get there. Food. Let's get it right into it. Food. I like the food. I like it. I had a horrible experience with it last night. Yeah, you, you tend to go off the I rails. Did, I did a bad, bad thing. And I'm ashamed to say it. But uh, I went with boneless wings. Because I was really hungry, and he got more for less with boneless. And I kind of... They're not as good. I don't know what that is, but they're, oh they don't gosh. seem as good. Like They're like alien nuggets. They were the weirdest shape. They were unevenly coated with the sauce. Ah, it was. I told you not to do that. You did. Everyone I did. warned you. Everyone did. I warned you, because the only way you're going to get a good chicken wing... And I hear... Let's, let's break it down like this. Chicken wings. Are you a flat guy or a drumstick guy when it comes to bone-in? Drumstick. Oh, I'm flats all day long. Now, I like them both. I love flats. And I actually, I'm mad at myself I didn't ask for five flats. What's fun about flats to me is that... The work. The meat in the middle. Oh, it's so delicious because it's stuck between two bones, so you're getting all that flavor. As somebody who's... Man, I love flats. Top, probably, probably favorite food of all time is crab legs. Yeah. I respect you like the work. I respect the the flats for their work. Exactly. I, drumsticks. There's too much chew at the top, so like you get to that top part and you're like, but and you're like, just chewing like, hardcore. It's like a corn cob, man. It, it is. You it, just roll it and then you're you're on to the next one. I agree, but I, I I'm still a flats guy. All right. That's I like the I like the work, but flavor wise, you were upset with your flavor choices because they weren't hot enough, which I mentioned earlier. Well, okay. I've had the spicy garlic at Cold Spot. Yeah. And it's good. Oh my gosh. It's good. Spicy garlic at Cold Spot. It's Spot's all good. blended in in the sauce, all right? Right. I got half and half. I think I had tw- uh, 12 wings, maybe. I'm sorry, 12 nuggets. and um, <laughs> Alien nuggets. Yeah. Half I got spicy garlic, and then the other half I got peanut butter ghost and pepper. ghost pepper jam. Jelly. Jelly, yeah. And it really just tastes like peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter nuggets. I don't understand why people are doing that. I don't. I don't get that whole. You enticed me with the ghost pepper because I mean it was like way far down on the heat scale. No, up. I guess is is like it was supposed to be hot. The level of ghost pepper that's probably in that sauce is very minuscule. I believe like parts per million probably. (laughs) It it wasn't hot. Scoville units, I would say it's it's two. It's on the level of probably jalapenos with how much they use ghost pepper. I would say, I I didn't feel the need to like cleanse my palate at all. It wasn't it wasn't spicy. The spicy garlic, it was like some weird 
buffalo sauce that was kind of uh, spottily slathered on and then like <laughs> little driblets of minced garlic sprinkled on top. Yeah. And it just it wasn't good. I've seen it people have good. spicy garlic. I've had the spicy garlic. I liked them. Um, I went with a different flavor. I went with the bayou. And the bayou's got a blackened, um, a blackened feel like pepper. Are you plus, looking at the, at the... Yeah. Plus um, bacon, honey, mustard, drizzle. So mine were really good. I enjoyed the bayou a okay, lot. Okay, so it says for peanut butter and ghost jelly. Tossed in savory peanut butter sauce with ghost pepper jam drizzle. Man, that was a weak drizzle. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'd say it's already mixed up prior. I'd say they... I felt like they saw that I was a boneless guy, and they're like, this jerk. Yeah. Let's make him pay. I just... I You you totally messed up on the wings. You should have went bone-in. Yeah. Traditional, yeah. but... Lesson learned. Um, wings are really phenomenal. Here's the best dish of the night. Uh, you, you're going you're gonna to agree. I know you are. The hummus. Their hummus is fan fantastic if you like hummus it was good it, i mean all the veggies and the pita chips and then they have kalamata col- olives in it oh man and a little like like paprika spice or whatever was drizzled on top yeah, of it i don't know what that was but it, it was, was good. good it was good yeah we we had that before you guys got there and then we ordered um, it again yeah i'm gonna disagree with you though on the best dish of the night oh oh i know where you're going with this ashley got the uh, salmon Quinoa bowl. Salmon quinoa bowl. Yeah, yeah. I've had it for lunch. It's really good. Man. It's good. And I had uh, a pork carnitas tacos, and it came with a side of quinoa. And I was, like, scooping that up. I wanted every last grain. It was delicious. My tacos weren't very good at all. Yeah, I didn't think Did, did you see a... the shell? Yeah. It was, it was supposed to be, like, a soft shell. I swear it was crunchy. Yeah, I, I didn't know what you were kind of going with. Uh, yeah, the reason why I like recovery, though, for like the menu options is, is because you can go and you can get some like bar food mm-hmm. and have a beer. Or if you want to watch what you're doing, you can go and watch people eat that food and then get something like Ashley got with a salmon quinoa bowl. And then I drank tea, which you made fun of me for, because I'm gonna I have a wedding tonight and I'm gonna let it loose tonight. I wanted to save it for. <laughs> I wanted to save it all for tonight. Yeah, guys. So, like, I, Ashley and I get there earlier than them, and we order beers while we're sitting there waiting on them. Which is what you should do. Yeah, and then Flan shows up, and the, the waitress comes over, and his wife's pregnant, so she gets a pass, yep. no doubt, and yep. she orders a water and a chocolate milk for their daughter, and then Flan's like, I'll have a hot green tea. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little out of what you should do. I, I'll take the brunt of that one. I felt like an idiot. That's felt, not going to reflect on the score of I felt what like I the waitress was looking at me like, wow, you miscalculated this <laughs> one, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then my wife got uh, buffalo chicken wontons. Those were good. Like, we, we had a bevy of, of stuff. Um, I also ordered a, um, where is it? Uh, I ordered some sort of... Um, Dude, I don't know what you. I got the Pacific you. Rim seared ahi, uh, yeah, which okay. had like rice noodles and then ahi tuna and then like that was mysterious to me. I it, it was okay. I went to the it was bathroom, like an appetizer. Like after I ordered, I I got up and went to the bathroom, so I didn't hear what you ordered. But when it came out, it looked like sushi. I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, it was it was okay. I've had I've had the ahi there before. 
and it's decent. Look good. It is. It just look better than I, mine. It, it was. <laughs> I didn't like the dish. I didn't like it for the fact that it was kind of cold. But I guess uh, I didn't. Yeah. I misread that. So I'm going to take the brunt of that. But everything else was phenomenal. Every time I've been, the food consistency wise, every time. It's good. Yeah. I mean, like, unless you order something, like, you went off the cusp a little bit and you didn't like what you got. Yeah, it fell short. Yeah, so, like, that's 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 a you problem. I don't think that's a it restaurant is. problem. Because I've been there before that one time. and uh, You got wings last time. I got bone and wings. And they were delicious. You, <laughs> were, you were like, man, these are good. good. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, definitely go traditional wings if you're going to go there. I dropped the ball. I don't like the nuggets at all, the alien nuggets. But, um... Well, you know what? Ashley got the, like, weird... Vegetable, soy, protein, ancient grain chicken wings. You thought they were good? I didn't try them, but she said they were really good. And I'm inclined to believe her. So there you go. Like That's what I find appealing about the places that you can literally go in there and get something totally healthy for you and not feel bad when you walk out of there and then get something that's totally like you can drink beer, eat wings, like house, all kinds of like uh, fried foods. Yeah. You can do either or. They give you both spectrums. And I'm like, that is an option for a, a sports bar that everyone needs to pick up on. Because we're, we're in the new age now. You need to offer, offer some healthier options. Thank you, Recovery. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because it's not going to break the bank on your um, if you're counting calories or you're trying to watch what you eat. So you can literally go there and hang out with your friends, watch sports, and, and not feel bad about it. You know what? I almost feel like... They took a page out of Adelphia, though, with that. Because Adelphia, being the Greek sports... Like, they offered the... Kebabs and... Well, yeah, they had they have a, a, a hummus salad that I've had there before. And they have a hummus appetizer plate and, like, various different healthier, lighter options. The but, only time I've been in Adelphia was to get shots when we were waiting to go to Plaza Pints. You... You frequent Adelphia because you have a professor that you hang out with there. Yeah. But, like, I've only been in there to take a shot, not left. Yeah. And I know um, I went to – yeah, I guess that's appropriate to say. I went to I went to school with um, one of the bartenders there and a couple of the waitresses. So People love Adelphia. It's pretty It's pretty it stays good. packed. Yeah, like, I, I don't hate it at all. I enjoy it. Um, I'm more a recovery guy. I it's don't know a why, totally different atmosphere yeah. for some reason than smaller place too. It, it is. It's a lot smaller. I, I'm not sure what exactly it is about because I mean it's like the same food and the same kind of drinks and everything. But I don't know. I think recovery might be more family oriented for a sports bar and grill. Would yeah. you can make the comparison that Adelphia to recovery is like McDonald's to Wendy's? It's just a personal preference. Oh. It's just a personal preference. Maybe. Right? Like, that's kind of the same deal, but it's literally, there's neck and neck, but one pulls away every once in a while, the other one comes back. Like, yeah. recovery is just the new kid on the block, I feel like. You know like. what? I might say not Wendy's and McDonald's, more like Wendy's and Burger King. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't really understand why you would... Oh, McDonald's is in like a league of its own. You think so? Yeah. Just because it's more it's places? It's like the Jimmy Buffett of fast food. Because it's the first. Yeah, and they like, they got this stupid crap like McRibs and like <laughs> the Shamrock sh- Shake. Yeah, like what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's working for you, but I don't, I don't understand it. They're actually going to a never frozen beef patty. 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I saw a Wendy's commercial while we were sitting there mocking them for it. It was like Flash Frozen. You know what else is frozen? (laughs) Iceberg that sank the Titanic. (laughs) Yeah, Wendy's is Wendy's is uh, they're 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 um, they're actual. There is what I call like a a troll. Like they will troll McDonald's out the wazoo. They will go after them hardcore. You know Taco Bell and same way those nacho those fries. They yeah they, they went after everybody they did, but particularly McDonald's because one of the bad guys in the in the commercials was a creepy clown yeah yeah shots fired shots fired towards McDonald's <clears throat> which is I I think is only fair because they've been the big they've been the big dog for a long time if you yeah. want to get to the top you gotta go you gotta knock that big dog off the top but all food food wise. I, I, solid. It's solid. I dropped the ball last yeah, night. Yeah, you you screwed up. Yeah, but I'm not gonna hold it against them, really. No, I don't think you should. Um, so we didn't talk about it a whole lot um, with our last review, and we've we've touched on it a little bit. Service wise, I don't think I've ever had a bad waitress in there or waiter. Nah, she was pretty awkward last night at times, but I didn't dislike like, her at all. Wait staff has always been pretty solid there. Um, didn't have to wait long for a table because it's a very large place. Um, it's pretty much par for the course. It's not what we wanted because we were dying to go to Chowtow. Like I was looking forward to it all week long. Oh, man, no. And when you called me, it's like it's not in the cards. I was like, what is he? Where's he going with this? And he's like, they're closed. I'm it, like, on it, a Friday, they're it hurt closed. Me to make that call, it, it was tough, man. Like it was a real tough blow. And I like, I heard you, it. I heard it. And the, there was an audible pause. <laughs> Where like I could I could see your facial expression. And it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I it, felt it hurt. It hurt me deeply. And we we had talked about it at dinner. We we're like, what are we going to talk about? And I was like, ah, don't worry about it. And this is why I said don't worry about it because what we're going to do in at, at, we're normally really going in depth with some of these reviews. Recovery I don't think requires a lot of depth. I think it's a pretty straightforward place. So let's get right into it, and let me let me hear what you got. Score it right now, one to ten. Six point five. Six five. Six five. So you're not recommending it to people. No, yeah, I'll recommend it, but I mean, I'm not like you're not you're not clamoring to go back. Yeah, I don't. Either way, like I, you know, has your family been? I think my dad has. Your dad's been maybe for probably lunch because he works. Yeah, downtown. I'm sure my dad's been there because he has. Your brother been. Or mom? I don't. My mom, no. My brother is a mystery. I don't know what he does. <laughs> my but, family hasn't been either, except for me and Taylor. And I've went with work a lot. Like it's it's good. It's a solid establishment. You're gonna, six five is a little low though. I think. I think I rated it on Zomato, and I I gave it a, so a pretty a pretty solid. Um, Zomato's out of five, right? Score out of five. I can't remember. I think it is. It's score out of five. Is it? But you can do decimals. Can you? Yeah. Yeah, it is out of five. I don't remember what I rated. Because I remember it. rating like threes and But fours. I reviewed it and I said something like, it's above the cut when it comes to your typical uh, sports bar. Which, let's preface this, we're not really big sports bar guys. Yeah, like it's not my scene. Look, I've played know? sports my whole life. I can I, I watch ESPN, Fox Sports 1, all that stuff. I'm not clamoring to go there. I'll tell you, it's like a Buffalo Wild Wings. But more upscale. Yeah, it it's just a little bit better than Buffalo I forgot Wild about Wings. them when it comes to chains, too. Yeah, it's, but, um, it's pretty much on par. It's, above, with them, it's a tier above yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, it is the... 
how do I how do I make that comparison? So there's Olive Garden, then Carabas. Yep. There's Buffalo Wild Wings, then Recovery. Then recovery. Right. Yeah, it's it's the same. In our humble opinion. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, just a little bit nicer. Yes. You know, at Buffalo Wild Wings, you're gonna have like the drunk kind of. I don't know. How is it the beer select? We didn't get into the beer selection. Were you impressed by the beer selection or no? Because I feel like I've been in there and I no, haven't been impressed by. I it. wasn't impressed. I think they do a lot of domestic beer in there. And they not, they not had a whole lot of imports. So many IPAs. Ah, and I am not an IPA guy. Yeah, you're not. But most people are though. A lot of people are because it's it's you know, real because it's a lot. The alcohol content's high, so like yeah. one of them can really put you in a nice place. You know, I went but to it's this super hot. Oh man. my gosh! I went to this chemistry of beer event at uh, Black Sheep Burritos probably a year ago, which is where I wanted to go last night, by the way. But anyways, go ahead. Oh, did, <laughs> did you even mention that? I did. I, I did. Uh, my, my wife, my wife, trumped me on that. Uh, go ahead. Well, anyway, she yeah. mentioned it too, but I, she was. I was like, do you, "What do you want?" And she's like, "Recovery." But all right, yeah. Well, we went and the brewmaster, if you could call him that. I, that's a great story, by the way. Oh my gosh! That is a great. We can we can get into that after the fact, but well, basically, he he let everybody sample a raw hop. Oh, and just chew on it, right? Yeah, I guess you could eventually swallow it, but I didn't make it that far. I chewed Gross. on it for about five minutes, and I thought I was gonna vomit. I remember putting hops in my beer cheese on the Blue Apron recipe that I did. Ooh, mistake, probably. It was not. It didn't. It didn't make the dish that much better. It's rough. <laughs> Those things are potent. They are definitely um, so bitter. I've had a very large aversion to IPAs ever since because it. You know, it's like when you're sick and you throw something up. And you don't ever want it again. You taste it every time you throw up again. Yeah, it's same with this. Like I don't or want an IPA family. because that was that was one of the grossest tastes I've had in my mouth. It, I challenge you guys, find somewhere where you can just eat a raw hot Ugh. and try it out. Don't don't do that to the listeners. Get thanks. back to me. <laughs> you want this feedback and that? That's try just, it out. That's putting them through hell hell right there. See what happens. Maybe you feel a certain way about it. <laughs> Let us know. Oh, by the way, we did get some feedback from the last podcast, but I'll get into that. Let me give you right. my let me let me do my score. Okay. Um. So for me, menu above and beyond what I thought a sports bar does should do, and I think they set the standard, giving you healthy options plus um, not so healthy options. Like the place because it's big; you're not going to have to wait for a table most of the time. Um, TV's all around you. I think that's good because that stirs up conversation. Um, I'm definitely always of the assumption, like, it's in the top, some of the top places to eat downtown. So it always pops in my mind, like, if one place falls through and somebody doesn't want to go there, like, I always think recovery because I think it's just a good place to hang out. Yeah. So with all that being said, bathrooms clean, food good, service good, um, decor decent not not something that i really care about in that setting like i just want it to be clean um i'm a solid 7.1 and i'm definitely recommending to the people if they if like you want to go hang out with a bunch of people like we saw a bunch of big uh groups come in and yeah. you know, to me that in a setting like that that's what you want like you want space and here's where they i think they succeed over the others adelphia is smaller pies and pints is smaller black sheep is pretty good size 
But when you think recovery, you think like I can take like eight people there and I'm not going to have to wait that long. Yeah. And uh, I think you made the point and Ashley made the point. And I kind of, it kind of just flew right over my head, but you guys are both right. Um, recovery, it's kind of quiet. Yeah. You can talk in there. Yeah. At Adelphia, especially during a game, Can't hear you, you got to yell. You got to yell to talk to the person across the table. Which I would have no problem with that because my voice carries pretty well and I get a little excited. But like they yeah. have those... They have those speaker boxes on the table that you can actually turn on to listen to certain TVs. Wait, Recovery has it? Yeah, they do. Oh, I didn't notice that. I know Adelphia has it. Yeah, they, I, I didn't Recovery know. has I didn't TV notice. boxes. It was just, yeah, it was very low-key last night. If it you're going to have like a sports trivia night, I think it beats Buffalo Wild Wings if they're going to do some stuff like that, yeah, like at certain events. Like yeah. if you want to do a fantasy draft and you need a place to go, I think you should go there instead of now, Buffalo Wild Wings. Now, I did have one pretty fun experience at Buffalo Wild Wings over the summer. Um, when I was doing the governor's school, I got the opportunity to drive the, the teachers one evening in the school van to Buffalo Wild Wings to unwind. And we all had drinks and played trivia. That's cool. That was fun. I had never played trivia at Buffalo Wild Wings before. I can see if Recovery did something like that. It would be fun. I don't know if it would be as fun just because it's more of like a calm environment. Right. Things get crazy when you play trivia, you know? Right. In a family-oriented sports bar, I don't know. (laughs) So there you have it. There's the review. 7-1 from me, 6-5 from you. Um, And that's pretty much it on that. I I, I knew going into this review that we weren't going to have a whole lot to talk about, but there are other things I think we wanted to get into. And uh, Oh, you know what? Let me say this, too. Yeah. People probably think I'm full of crap because I said, uh, I've, I've made the reference multiple times throughout this podcast that Ashley's a vegetarian. And then today I said she got the salmon and, and uh, quinoa bowl. There's been a dietary change because we donated blood the other day. There was a blood drive at school and um, we were both going to do the double red donation and she got denied because her hemoglobin was low. And so she's been doing research, and apparently low hemoglobin has all these effects that she's experiencing, like excessive fatigue and headaches and so on and so forth. So she's making the switch to pescatarian, which I applaud. That's a healthy, That's a you got to get the protein that she's missing out on. You got to get uh, all those healthy fats from cold water fish. So I applaud it. I applaud it. I'm tired of vegetarianism in my household. (laughs) (laughs) It benefits you, sir. Yeah. (laughs) We are back, baby. We are in there. My favorite kind of food, seafood. We're there. Nice. So, uh, Well, I'm happy for you, both of you. There's that. You've come to some more common ground that you both can enjoy. You want me to hit the chemistry of beer story real fast? Was that a... Oh no! Well, I mean, it it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's really there's really not much to okay. it. It was just like, you know, the dude was the dude was high as a kite. Had to be like was gonzo torched, torched, and he's the brewmaster, and he was probably torched, which that makes a lot of sense in that sense. Yeah, I mean, this was a chemistry of beer event, and he was talking to people that know chemistry, and PhDs. Yet- <laughs> And he knows nothing. And like organic <laughs> chemistry students. And, and I mean, this is a club. The American Chemistry, uh, what is it, ACS, American Chemistry Society. Um, and we go there thinking this dude is going to tell us like 
what electrons go where to form this kind of uh, yeah, beer no variety. And this dude didn't know Jack. <laughs> and he's trying to get one over on everybody. He, 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 it would have been so much more enjoyable if he had just been like, look, fellas. I don't know anything. All I do is brew the beer. <laughs> I follow a recipe. That's how it works. Right. Any other questions beyond that? I can't, can't help you. I can't answer. And, and somebody raised their hand and was like, yeah. How do you get the chocolate beer flavor versus the coffee beer flavor? And man, it was so painful. Stumped. I think I was I think I was texting you in the middle of it. You like, were. I was like excessively crashing and burning. So many flames. The Titanic <laughs> is going down. He he in the middle of, of his had what had to be just stoned out of his mind explanation. He was fumbling. Trying to find the right words, and he, he settled on this. Well, it really depends on how long you roast the hops. You roast it for this long, you get a chocolate flavor. You roast it for this long, you get a coffee flavor. And I think everyone in the room, mind you, PhDs in chemistry were like, all right, no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> We've lead, we have reached a level of stupidity that we cannot come back from. Oh my god! <laughs> Just like this entire event was a mistake. You had to feel bad for the guy, though. I did. Yeah. I felt so bad, and you could tell he just wanted it to be over. Over, with. like get me out of this situation. So please. he took us back to the the uh, what do you call those things? Where you, you brew the beer kettles, uh, vats. Yeah, vats and know. kettles. Yeah, um, the if, fermentation process. Yeah, if you've been down, what street is that? Lee Street, Summer, Summer Street. Well, like the one that runs perpendicular to it, where you actually see the big beer. It's either Lee or Virginia. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's but Lee. if you've seen them, that's where we were, and that's where in some back room he gave us a hop to end our preferences to, toward all IPAs. But so, uh, yeah, that it's so actually funny. that's where he told us about Bonhoff. That's the first place I learned. That's the best thing that came wow. from that experience. He, somebody was like, so do you have any dark beers brewing right now? And he said, yeah, I have a dark, dark lager uh, for Bonhoeff in Huntington that's set to open in a couple months. And they're, they're wanting us to supply him with some beer. And I, I was like, what's Bonhoeff? Because I knew from minoring in German that that was a German word for train station. Right. And he was like, oh, they're, they're taking uh, an, an old train station on 7th Avenue in Huntington and turning it into a, a German... Like beer garden, that place. Uh, say more. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get there. Oh man, yeah. expect that. Expect that in the summertime. Yeah. Re- big review coming for Bonhoeff, which is to me one of the top three restaurants in the state. Oh my gosh, they're just a little preview. Yeah, just a little preview. Yeah, the the week that I'm I'm moving down to my apartment in Huntington, we're, that's that's the first restaurant. It's the premier restaurant in Huntington right now, for sure. It has to be. But it has to be. It's not like super fancy, but you know, it's not like a I don't know five star restaurant. But so critiques from uh, the last podcast based off of yeah, lay it on our it. Mount Rushmore. You left out one solid movie of Den- Denzel's fil- filmography. Let me guess. Go. I like to guess. Go, Philadelphia. Good guess, but no. Uh, think, think, uh, think more millennial than what a millennial would like. Flight. No. Did I say flight? I flight did. wasn't a really good reference. Yeah, it wasn't his best. A millennial. Yep. Um, Plays the gangster theme. We said Training Day. 
Uh, and we said one you forget. Idris Elba's in this. Idris Elba. Um, he kills Idris Elba actually on the street. Oh, um, American Gangster. Correct. Russell Crowe, Idris Elba. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good you one. You left that one off, and I did. someone felt extremely offended by. That. I apologize. <laughs> that's a great. Movie. It is a great, great movie. Frank, his 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 body of work is so extensive. Oh, that it's he, just unbelievable. Easy mistake to make to leave right. off a film, but right. And my then, bad. Um, I had this idea pop up in my head. I think that was one of the, the critiques. There might have been something else. But people were a little upset about our review of Gonzo Burger in the sense that they didn't think we were going to come with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Go try it. <laughs> yeah. Please. We're, we love the feedback. I, 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 we asked. Oh, you know what? Look, we, I took a picture. We asked for the feedback, though. So, we, you know, yeah. I, I enjoy the feedback. And I'm I think st- people I'm were standing by. Oh, I'm, I'm, stick, I'm stuck there. I saw this picture uh, because in our, in our uh, frenzy to find a place to, to eat yesterday... I was over there near Chow Thai after I saw the the closed sign. We drove over to the Capitol Market to see if they were closed. They were. And as I'm sitting in the parking lot waiting on Flynn to call me back, I saw this sign and I took a picture. I forgot to show it to you. And I can't, it's kind of sideways so you can't really see it. But So I'm looking at a picture that says Go Gonzo and it's a picture of that's a lot more fries than we got, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mountain of fries. And sir. I have I that is triple the the amount of fries that we got. I got like eight fries. And uh I think I have all of the with the exception of last night. I didn't take Ashley took pictures last night. I did not. I have pictures of every place that we've been to. Right. And we we need to make a library. So okay. pe- people can see. Pe- yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, you if guys. If this thing continues to get bigger, we'll have our probably our own website, maybe a little blog that we can write yeah. and let people know sponsorship, sponsorship. That, we, that we read off every yeah, yeah, every yeah, pod. Yeah. So, um, and I think a theme for the podcast probably should be uh, Mount Rushmore's for various things. And I came up with the new route Mount Rushmore for this podcast, and we're going we're going rock bands this time. Mm. Because we're both a big fan of rock music, and I, that leads me to my next story. And I mentioned it to you last night at dinner. I had to make an emergency trip to Cincinnati on Thursday, and I think it's only fair to let people know. Like you and I have been on a lot of adventures when it comes to food places and doing things together over probably the past five to six years, and the best day we've ever spent in our entire friendship together was probably in Cincinnati for the Incubus concert, yeah. which I've told certain people about. And then my my wife, Taylor, bought us the tickets to go see Incubus. And that was literally one of the best experiences. That's probably where most of our food adventures started because we went to Terry's Turf Club in downtown off the beaten path. And we we found it through diners, drive-ins, and dives. And Triple D. Triple D. And it was great. It was. Terry's was great. And if you're ever in the Cincinnati area and you want a burger, it blows Gonzo Burger out the water. Oh my gosh. It was it's a it's a great place. It they served it to us on a, a paper plate. Yeah. Which was sweet. It it, it threw me for a loop. Yeah, I was like, like I, I, But the burger is monstrous. They give you a knife to cut it with. Yeah. So big. So big, so good. Man. And place. then you remember the creme de la creme, the filet mignon chili. 
Yeah. My wife got that and loved that. And that was back when we were on our Newcastle kicks. So we got Newcastles in the bottle Ooh, yeah. to, to wash down the burger fries and flame on That chili. was a great day. That, that whole weekend was fantastic. And I was driving down through downtown Cincinnati coming back from work. And I just I was reminiscing the whole time. I was like, man, this this place holds a nice place in my heart because it was I Yeah, was I told fun. you last night, I love Cincinnati. You do? I Like... Of the cities I've been in, it's not one of my favorites, but that day and that experience was is one of the, my I tops. think Cincinnati gets a bad rap across the board these days for like generally a downhill trend. Right. And it, yeah, I agree, but I'm more of a Pittsburgh guy myself, but there's I do love about I, Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. I don't know what it is. You know, Ashley and I went to Chicago uh, in January and we flew out of Cincinnati and when we when we landed back in Cincinnati we stayed the night there and I know that I've referenced Hofbräu House which is a chain there are there are other Hofbräu houses you just like german food for sure I do but man Hofbräu House definitely plays into my love for Cincinnati it's such a fun place we're going to we're going to review Hofbräu House one day well i just got a confirmed the week of the 23rd in April uh, me and a good friend of the podcast who worked together, Chris Holstein, my man, your man, your main man, will How be. How are you? Will be in the week. The week of the twenty third, we'll be in Cincinnati for a couple of days. So I got a few place bookmarked that oh, I yeah. showed you last oh, night yeah. that we're gonna hit, and then hopefully we'll have Holstein on the podcast yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, get on the pod. So he'll he'll be a member of Fort Buddies soon. You. Holstein, make Flan go to Hofbräu House. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. There's going to be an accordion. People are going to be dancing on tables. It is a great time. We'll, we'll, we'll check it out because definitely we're going to be doing a lot of work in the Cincinnati area for the next for this year at least, and we'll definitely get on get on the Hofbräu House. But back to my original thought: rock bands and the Mount Rushmore of rock bands. I have to start off with asking you the question mm-hmm. because both of us will have sim- we'll have a few picks that are similar since we have similar music taste. How are we going to do? We break up Nirvana and the Foo as two separate entities. Or are they allowed to be together, or do we automatically just veto to being just Dave Grohl? On the you list? know what? It's really funny that that you because how do you do like, that? I actually gave that a lot of. But so are they separate or are they together? Because I feel like they should be together. Yeah, I do too. Here, here was my because it's hard. Yeah, to pick one of the my other. My logic was, you can't have one without the other. You can't. It, it, same sentence, same talk, same everything. Like the Foo Fighters only came about because of Nirvana. Correct. So because Kurt died. Yeah, and and Dave Wait. went off on his own and and created. What was to become the foo? Which for the tinfoil hat people out there, he was killed. <laughs> yeah. I lean that way as well. Uh, Courtney Love, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. How too. you look at that woman and and can say without a doubt she, there's that she's definitely innocent. There's that there's that <laughs> documentary on Netflix called Soaked in Bleach. Yeah. Although 
it's I, a bad documentary, but it, it yeah, kind of makes you think, though. Yeah, at, at the, the very level least, of heroin that was in that man's system, it, it kind of hard for him to hold a gun up and shoot himself in the head. But right, 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 right. That's the most telling uh, piece of evidence for me. But um, the Smashing Pumpkins frontman, he came out against that and said that, you know, that was... Billy Corgan. Yeah. He said that he was... Uh, around a lot of people in that circle at the time he had a lot of inside info and basically that documentary was was full of it bogus yeah but whatever billy yeah but it's i fun to think about yeah <laughs> i think that um you gotta you gotta separate them i said it wrong it's not keep them together or not separating you got to keep them together okay so now that we got that cleared up Together they are, Foo Fighters and Nirvana. Together. I'm just going to umbrella them under Nirvana. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, I, I do know what you mean. I, I feel like Foo Fighters still should get some just in the saying they're both their names. But, okay. So hit me with it. You, you lead us off. You're Mount Rushmore. Well, Nirvana takes the George Washington spot. I don't know where the the other presidents are, so that's all I'm gonna say. Well, can I tell the can I tell the fans that we you 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 discredited me on not on knowing that there was only four. You thought there was maybe five. No, well, and on. you 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 came after me for saying like, no, I think there's more than that. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, <laughs> that's not how it went down. How'd it go down? I asked you if you were certain. That there were only four, if there could be five, because I wasn't sure. Right, and I assured you that there were four, and you would not take my <laughs> take my assurance, because I think you think that I'm too stupid to know that. That's not true. <laughs> I think you think that I was lacking intelligence in the department of Mount Rushmore and history. But anyways, I was ahead. I was. I was being cautious. Erring <laughs> okay. on the side of caution. Right, Lord. exactly. Okay. Um, go ahead. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for making <laughs> me look like an idiot. Uh, but So you got Nirvana. Uh, this is probably oh, I can't a, wait to another one that people are going to disagree with. Smashing Pumpkins. I'm going Smashing Pumpkins. They are important. And I'm a 90s grunge rock kind of guy. They're up there for me. Um, Odd pick, but go, uh, I like it. Okay. Um, I got it. I've thought about this as well. I've got to say Dave Matthews Band. I like that pick. I got to say Dave Matthews Band. You're, you're 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 going down. Your criteria for this is uh, longevity plus uh, quality of music put out. Well, why I finally settled on Dave Matthews is he's so unique to the game. He implemented saxophone. Um, he's a real musician. Yeah, his band was really musically yeah, inclined. Very much so. A lot like Dave. And Nirvana and right. Foo, like Dave. his body of work is just outstanding. Here's why. Here's let me give you. Uh, let me give the people for people that aren't big rock fans. The reason why I feel like Dave Grohl is so instrumental in uh, the music scene is because 
if you go down, he pays real homage to the the past, and his music stru- comes from a place of he pays homage to blues, jazz, um, mus- musicians before him. There's a great documentary that I think people need to watch if they really love music, and that's called Sound City. That doc takes you on a journey through music that you don't, you have no idea where Dave and the Foo come with their music, but when you watch that, it all makes sense. Because literally, they, they sing songs on that album. For people that don't know, the Sound City album is one of my favorite rock albums of all time. Like It is just littered with legends from the music game, and they, they just go, and they take you back, man, through the, and they just jam so hard like you got you, you got people like stevie nicks um josh hume from uh nine inch nails or home uh paul mccartney is on sound city uh yeah. tom petty like just it's incredible uh, rick springsteen it's just incredible they, they just get together and they just jam man yeah pat smear i, I had like, that uh that album on on repeat as I drove oh. from West Virginia to Alabama, just the whole way, just I mean, that's when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, and then yeah. I watched that. I watched Sound City like so many times. I remember when it came out. I wanted to have the actual album instead of physical. Yeah, CD. So I went to Target and I bought it, and I immediately went to my car and put it in, and was pretty much blown away. the The very first track. I don't even remember what the track is called, but it starts out with Tom Petty's voice going, Sound City. That's, That's it. it, man. Yeah. And then, oh, and then you're dude. off. You're, you're off. off. It's a great album. Great, great album. But yeah. it's interesting that uh, that we bring up Tom Petty right there because I'm putting Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in the last spot. Wow. On Mount Rushmore. What? That's a loop. I didn't think and, you'd go there. And... I had to really deliberate on that for a while. I think in, you know, true Mount Rushmore American spirit, I was keeping it uh, American. Although, Dave Matthews, isn't he South African? Not sure of his origin. Well, whatever it is, I'm 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 just putting him on Rushmore nonetheless because his, his influence was primarily here, uh, I think. But... I thought about putting the Stones up there. Stones are incredibly important, I think, to the rock scene. A lot of people don't like Mick Jagger, though, man. I know. I know. Now, if you ask me Beatles or Stones, I'm going Stones. Have to. It, that, again, it goes back to, like, I don't think you're wrong either way. You're like, not. You're not. It's just a personal it is. preference. It's a personal preference. I'm going Stones for myself. Not to downplay the Beatles' body of work because it's significantly good. Right. And and important in its own way, right? I think that's the Beatles are are one of those bands that it's going to defy time. They're always going to be listened to. But uh, there you have it, Jay's Mount Rushmore of rock. Run it down again. Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, Dave Matthews Band, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Boom. I like it. I mean, I can't argue any of those. Um, I really you threw me for a loop with Tom Petty though because I didn't know. I like Tom Petty. I think uh, he has a lot of great music. Um, you know what? Th- this is just a personal note that n- nobody else will probably appreciate. But 
I felt like I became real close to Tom Petty's music when, uh, actually it was, it was right around the time he died. Um, it was in between my interview and the call saying I had been accepted into medical school. It is the most grueling thing. I mean, the, your whole future is in the balance. You don't know what's going to happen. And I randomly one day heard The Waiting by Tom Petty. Man. Struck a chord. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Needed that music right then, right there. Listen to the words of that song. That was my life for, let's see, I don't know how long it was. Uh, Like five weeks, six weeks, just patiently waiting. But uh, so, can I tell you how I got to this um, route, Rushmore for Rockman? Yeah, man. Uh, did a trip uh, last week with again our good friend of the podcast, Chris Holstein. We work a lot together nowadays, and uh, I feel like he's a catalyst for we, good conversation. Very man. much so. It's very enjoyable. Um, definitely makes it not feel a lot like work when you get to talk, when you get to have good conversation and share common ground with people. Right. And. Um, we come from about the same era of music. Like we reminisced about the, the old MTV days and when they actually played music videos and music was important then, mm-hmm. not reality TV stars and shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were at a point in the, in the trip coming back from Cootersport, PA, which is about a eight, seven, eight hour ride. And I was tired of podcasts. So we, I, you know, you get, you get to a point you have to switch it over to music. Oh yeah. <laughs> So why I got to the Mount Rushmore bands is because I started playing all the 90s one-hit wonders bands. Like, I mean, just hitting them with it. And it was, like, nostalgic for both of us that we were just rocking out in the car, working, just, like, chilling out. Like, man, you remember when this song hit such and such? And we would go through the genres. Because in the 90s, there was, like, genres of music that led uh, movements in the music scene. Because you remember at one time, like, TRL was, like, they propped up corn, like Limp Biscuit. It was a real, like, in your face, like, rap style, hardcore slash rock scene. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of went, like, poppy, like, goth, like, with, like, Good Charlotte, uh, Sum 41, Blink 182. They, you know, you just kind of go through the variances of. I hate pop. I, and then I got to the genre that when you were worked at Hollister, like, that, like, surfy style, like, rock. Pop. Uh, Man, why you gotta go tell everybody I work at house? <laughs> well, I remember you listened to like, uh, what was that band called that you like? Surfside or Bayside? No, Bayside. You love the okay, Bayside. Now, now I will say, Bayside's not bad. They come from a dark, dark place, and you can hear it in their lyrics, and I appreciate it. But but it was like poppy, like surf style rock. Kind it of. was, but it 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 had a like a different uh, tone. Fallout Boy ish. It it was like. Um, Oh, I can't think of, of what their name is off the top of my head. There was another band that kind of mirrored bass. Then you had like the white, like Weezer. Weezer was kind of in that group of like California rock. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like it was just I like. I would say Weezer is, is uh, I don't know. They're, they're inherently different than what I listened, was forced to listen to at Hollywood. We weren't allowed to listen to Bayside, first uh, of all. That was too dark for the store's. Uh, yeah, what were you, you? You always made fun of a couple songs that you had to hear all the time. The starting line was a yeah. band. Oh, oh my gosh, gross! Oh, gross! 
Then you had, let me get to the last genre, it was like um, the white stripes, the used, it was like that grungy, like yeah. dark again, but they wore makeup kind of, and screamo, like they, it, there was a, you remember a time for rock music when it was kind of popular, like to commit suicide, or like cut yourself, you remember that kind of, yeah, like yeah. really like, you be, I, I, I told, I told Holstein this, I was like, I remember a time where I was watching MTV TRL, and at the end of every show, they would advertise a uh, a suicide hotline that you could call so you didn't commit suicide from all the music that we were listening to then because it was really like popular because all those guys had a lot of problems and they were really they were put out there for everyone to see and then the youth kind of took on their problems yeah absolutely like bullying was real big back then and like you you know there was always a uh, there always has been but it felt like there was a bigger faction of like high schools that were like if you were a freak goth kid, like you were cutting yourself in the bathroom, so you needed help, and you know what I mean, like either you were a jock and you listened to other things. And I think uh, um, Kurt Cobain and, and Dave Grohl and and um, the gr- there that's where the grunge started. Well, I remember, I, I don't remember what documentary it was in, but they were like after Smells Like Teen Spirit, the whole game changed. Yes. They were they went from being made fun of and beat up every day to everybody, even the popular kids, taking on that persona yep. of like the grunge and they're like, What are you guys talking about? You guys are fake. You guys We're not trying to make us. this cool. We're like, we're just being yeah, who we are. You guys, you guys are yeah, phonies. Yeah. Yeah. You guys beat the shit out of us for years and now you want to be like us? Now you want to be cool so, and yeah, hang out. That's exactly what happened. So it, it became mainstream to do that. So that's what led me on the road to doing this Mount Rushmore is that we reminisced about old good times. And let me just get into mine. I agree, Nirvana, Foo Fighters mm-hmm. won for sure for me. Second is one I, I kind of interested to why you didn't. Um, maybe it's because their newer music hasn't really hit us that much, but Incubus to me changed the game for me. Like I thought about it. Incubus was a, is a hard one to leave out just because their plethora, their their old stuff still rings true to me. Like at a certain oh, point, yeah. like at a certain point in my day, if I feel like I need to like go back and like reassess some things and like go nostalgic. I, I hit Incubus all the time, man. They, they're just a good, like, chill-out band that you can just rock to. Um, and third, since you went Stones, I got to pay homage to the old, 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 old crew. Led Zeppelin, man. Mm. Zeppelin's, Zeppelin's discography is just insane. Like, you can literally hit the greatest hits and just let it, and hit, and hit a shuffle, and literally you won't find a bad song on there. Probably one of the best drummers Oh, John Bonham is just—he's a—he's unbelievably super talented. Yeah, like he—he he, he is unbel- Like his drum solos are just so epic. Like it's just yeah. not even funny. And then my last one—I think I'm gonna really—I'm gonna hit you with this one. Yes. And stay with me. And I—I I don't know if you like him or not, but Pearl Jam. Oh man, I was actually considering. Pearl Dude. Jam. Yeah. Yeah. And Holst- right. Holstein kind of shed light on him, and then. Like he was like, man, I was a huge Pearl Jam fan back then, and the the one person who was a Pearl Jam fan of of my friends back then was B J Johnson. B J Johnson turned me on to Pearl Jam, and dude, if I if I get on my iTunes right now and hit Pearl Jam, 
every song that I have, I could let it just play through again. Dude, yeah. Pearl Jam is solid, man. Eddie Vedder. Like, Eddie Vedder is a musical genius. He is super talented. He did a, a solo album with a ukulele. Yeah. I don't know if, if you've heard Never it. Never heard it. It's different, but I think it speaks to his his musical prowess. Like, you know, typically only geniuses do really odd things. Yes. That's odd, but in a good way. Right. Um, it Pearl Jam is not to be understated. And my outside looking in, like it, I can't, we've kind of done this on the other one too. My outside looking in, you'll definitely agree with this. Um, maybe not a big as big of a. I, I liked your I liked your Dave Matthews pick, and so I'm not gonna piggyback. I'm not gonna piggyback off of that one. But another one that I think you probably astute a little bit about Jane's Addiction. I did think about it. Jane's Addiction, man that that Great Escape album, Great Escape Artist album. When you found that, that to, that to date is your greatest find in musical history. Because <laughs> when you sent, when you started playing that in your car that one day, we were riding around together. I was like, "Who is this?" And you're like, "Jane's Addiction." I was like, "No way!" Yeah. And you were like, "Yeah." And I was like, I was, "He's like, you got to get this." And I remember hopping on Whereas BB, downloading it, and literally, I listened to that album for like months. I lo- every song on that album's great. If you guys are rock enthusiasts and you have not heard anything from Jane's Addictions, the great escape artist, artist, the great escape artist, that whole album is phenomenal, dude. Yeah. It's incredible. Twisted Tales, Irresistible Force. Splash a little water on it is... Man, that's that's a good song. That's the best one for me on the whole album. And then Jane Says is a great song. Like that live, Jane Says is just awesome. Yeah. Um, but the reason I didn't just go, because is good. The only reason I didn't go, um, Jane's and they're they're, they're a little lacking in the overall. Yeah, I I the reason is I would have put them up there just on the merit of that album. Oh man, that and album. I, and yeah. I didn't I didn't want to do that, that. Ranks on my Mount Rushmore of albums. Yeah. When it comes to like albums that stuck with me, like, I think that's in my top three greatest albums of all time. So yeah, there you have it for me. I'm going. Uh, Nirvana and the Foo, Zeppelin, Pearl Jam, and Incubus, and I think those are all like those are all those all those bands to me like there are there are a few still on the outside looking in but like those all like I can hop on iTunes and literally hit hit play on just hit shuffle on any of those guys and I'll be happy yeah I'll be happy with that solid so there you have it with that. Um, <laughs> It was, again, to to follow up, like, I've been trying to express it to you, and I tried to express it to you last night, like, that day in Cincinnati with the Incubus concert, still, man, like... That was one of the best days of my life. I'll never forget that. Like, we we couldn't picture, like, you, you couldn't, like, map out a day to go perfectly as it did the day of the concert. You know, let me, let me try and paint a picture like this I am somewhat of a high strung individual and I was in such a happy place on this day that I accidentally walked in (laughs) to the women's bathroom I just saw the men's at the end of women's and didn't think anything about it and I walked in and when I noticed like 20 stalls and no urinal I realized what I had done 
And it was one of the bathrooms with like an entrance on one side and on another. Exit on the other. Yeah, so uh, I just kept walking. I didn't turn around and leave. I just wa- walked through to the other side. I had already gone too far. <laughs> right. And um, some girl opened one of the stalls and looked at me and, and like screamed kind of. Ah! Yeah. And she was like, uh, buddy, you're in the women's bathroom. And I looked at her. I was like, I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and just kept going. <laughs> How embarrassing! But I I felt fine. Like it, oh yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I just I found the guys' bathroom, went back to my spot, and continued to enjoy myself. <laughs> Any other day, oh, I would have ruined your day. I would have been humiliated. It, yeah. it was just everything was working, and to such an extent that it didn't bring me down at all. We went to Terry's, then we went to the concert, and then the next day I told you about like because I was driving through downtown, and then they have those walkways over. Um, like overpasses basically where you can walk on and um, we ate at Chipotle downtown and the only reason why we ate there is because we didn't have one back here and that was back when the ambiance of Chipotle was like man I wish we had one of these back home and now we do so it's kind of taken it away from you know the ambiance of like I remember that I remember I would I used I drove a couple times to um Athens, Ohio, because that was the closest place for Chipotle, and I really wanted to try it. Yeah. So I went to Athens for Chipotle. It was great. First time I tried it, yeah, I was pretty... Pretty impressed. Yeah. Huge burrito. That was before Cadoba too. Yeah. I had no idea. That was yeah. like the, the first massive burrito that I was exposed to. So, yeah, there you have it. There's a little, there's a little story, story time with Uncle Jay and Uncle Flan back in the heyday of debauchery mm. where we really I mean we went to a food Fire concert in Pittsburgh and that was equally as fun it was just a little more stressful because it was just you and I and you can't drive in a big city at all that is that's, <laughs> and I got and I got slander. absolutely I got absolutely tore down it's slander guys listen I was driving Flan's car the Mustang Sally which was a Mustang which I don't know if any of you have ever driven a Mustang it sucks down on the ground yeah which is totally different than my car which is a gallant a boat on land yeah and uh, Flan was just in the past I mean yeah real easy to make fun of me when I'm trying to navigate downtown Pittsburgh at rush hour (laughs) trying to find a parking spot for this concert that we're like which was at the Penguins uh, facility. Yeah, the Consol Energy or whatever yeah. it is. And that was he, a good time, though, man. We had a great I swear, time. you. I was driving because you wanted to sit over there and... and Drink. Yeah, and he's just, like, <laughs> giving it to me. Everything I do is wrong. Gun it! You gotta gun it! Oh, you can't drive. What is this? Here's, you suck. I had been riding around with Josh Lopez at the time too much where he, he just cuts off anyone yeah. and everyone. Yeah, so... <laughs> I don't. I'm not a bad driver. It was a confluence of of circumstances that. But we had a good time. We had a really good time. There. You had a really great time. I had a really great time. You we dropped me off in Elkins at the Sheets. I did. And took the car back. <laughs> and then I went to Elkins, and then some. I think Bill brought me back because it was that, alumni weekend. That was funny. We sat in literally the last seat. Oh, like, we were all the way. Nosebleed. Man. All the way. We we like just jumped over the seat and we were in the mezzanine like that's how high up we were we were beside that dad and um son they were rocking they were loving it man. but there was a guy and a girl on a date oh they were having such an awful time 
Well, you know what? Let's think about that. Either they were both. She was ruining his vibe, man. It had to be. He had to like have wanted to bring her to this concert. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. No. Why, why would you go on a date? And everybody else, like we're in the back row, the very last row, and everybody's still standing up and rocking out. Oh man, the show was. Epic. The food put on a show for every single seat in that that state or whatever. What's that was the Wasting Light tour. That yeah. album was great. It was. And these sticks in the mud yeah, sat really. and held hands the whole time. The whole time. They weren't real fans. They must have just got tickets from someone like or if, something. If I went on a date with a girl that I was trying to pursue long term and she didn't want to rock out at the food concert with me. You ain't going. I'm going by myself. And and we're done. We're done here. You're going to ruin this food concert for me? <laughs> no, sir. No, ma'am. For me, it's the only time, maybe in my life, I will see Dave Grohl in person. And you're going to make me sit and hold your hand? Boo. Get out of here. That's a that's a great prelude to what life would be like with you. Long term. Forget it. Forget it. I'm out. So, got anything else? I think I think hit the Mount Rushmore. Uh, did the review. Promise you guys we're coming back with the chow tie. Let me hit the plugs. The plugs basically plug in True Serum. Our, our guys over at True Serum Podcast. Go check them out. Download, subscribe, give them a listen. Sweet 100 Podcast. I promise we're going to get some more content out to you, man. Just can't get anybody scheduled to align. Um, and then Kara's cuts up and call her. Go get your hair done. Go get your hair did. Get you a nice, uh, what do you call it? The Peaky Blinders haircut if you're a Peaky male. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> so, so. the shit. Oh, and uh, we wanted to give a special shout out to uh, our buddy uh, Carl Bevel down in Orlando or Melbourne, Florida. He's, Carl. He's going to hook us up with hopefully some new uh, artwork for the podcast that we can use. What a cool guy. Yeah, you love Carl. I love Carl. Everybody loves Carl. So crazy Carl is going to hook us up with, because uh, he's all, he, he, he designed, I think I told you, he designs private jets. That's awesome. Yeah, so he's like a real creative, uh, artsy type of guy. So we're going to hopefully he'll hook us up. And we'll get you. We'll get some nice artwork. Carl, I'm coming for you one day. You're gonna design my jet. Yeah, yeah Mr. Doc Doc J is gonna need a private jet to get around on. I'm trying to get my pilot's license, so maybe maybe I can implement uh, some kind of deal mesh between medicine and aviation. I don't know how that would work. But yeah, me either. Way over my. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Carl, so, you're the guy if it gets to that point. So. so uh, there you go. We got friend, be, we got friends all over this country. That's right. We got friends all over this country. That's right. Don't count us out. <laughs> I'll be in uh, Kara's cut ups and colors on April thirteenth. Signing autographs. Actually, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, haircut, he's but. definitely just kidding. But and then also the last plug would be to everybody who listens. We appreciate the support as always. Much love. Um, promise again. We're coming with the Chow Thai review. I don't know when they're going to open back up. They said it won't be long. So hopefully next week we can get over there sometime, <clears throat> hit it up, and then look for look for some future guest appearances on the podcast. We're working we on some stuff. We have requests. We have requests. So obviously we want to get our buddy, uh, our number one fan, Chris Holstein, on the podcast. 
um, yeah. have you two meet, um, watch that fanfare happen, that love, that love blossom into a great friendship. I feel like he's going to be very disappointed. <laughs> there is that old adage of you never want to meet your heroes because <laughs> they might they never live up to the hype. Hero is a, a big word, but if you want to use it, I mean, I'm okay with it. But so I mean, yeah, you never want to meet uh, your, uh, the person. Chris, that, yeah. can I call you Chris? Yeah, is that, can, is that... you can call him Chris. Okay, I'm sorry, man, I yeah. suck. Yeah, he like, sucks. You... He's not great. Yeah. So we'll, we'll 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 try to have Chris on the podcast at, at maybe in the uh, start of uh, May. Maybe your, May, your birthday's coming up. Yeah. May sixth. I'm bad at this. Sixteenth, fifteenth. Oh my gosh. Fourteenth. No. I know your birthday. May nineteenth. Uh, no. Seventeenth. You've hit all the days. Eighteenth. <laughs> Bang. May eighteenth. Birthday coming up. I'm such a bad friend. What a jerk. I used to use Facebook for all my birthdays of my friends. Now I'm gonna have to start putting it in my iPhone. Look, man, it's Dunbar's Law. I can't remember everything. I like names, birthdays. It's just, hard. Just for the record, Flan's birthday is November sixth. Year? Nineteen eighty seven. He's a good friend. <laughs> That's why I keep him around. <laughs> so May 18th, birthday come. Maybe we could do a special birthday podcast with Chris Holstein. Ooh. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? A special? You know what I was kicking around in the old noggin was maybe going to Cincinnati for that weekend. That week? Yeah. You're free? I, I free up some so. time? I have one obligation in May, but I don't think it's that week. I think it's it's uh, the 27th. Yeah, and then 21st. The 21st, we we got to be back in town for preschool graduation. Correct. But I was thinking that'd be that'd be a fun time. Maybe you got a lot of options there. You got <clears throat> Hofbrauhaus, House, obviously. You well, we would have to do that. Reds you? game. You got Kings Island. You got Jungle Gyms. We could definitely do a meetup. Oh man, there's so much going on. So then uh, another uh, another uh, guest spot appearance. Who he doesn't actually listen or subscribe to the podcast, but he is known of the podcast now. And I told him the only way he's going to get on is if he actually becomes a supporter. Matt Henson wants to be on the podcast. I feel like he doesn't listen because he hasn't been invited. To be <laughs> yeah. So maybe we have to add him on, and then maybe he'll become a fan of the podcast. Yeah, funny, but he wants Van Henson would would uh, entertain the masses. Yeah. I told him he needs his own, but he didn't want to listen to me on that. But yeah, we'll have him on at some point as well. That would be an interesting podcast. It'd be a fun podcast. His own podcast. He's been. He was telling me about the olive tree, which we both already know about. I've never been there. Oh, you don't. You never been. I have never been. Okay, I've been a few times. I want to go. I've been. I've been to King Kebab. I don't know if you've been to King. Kebab. I haven't been to King Kebab. So we need to. We need to cross Mesh paths. Those. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we went to that place, uh, the New Orleans style restaurant at the Dog Track, which I was highly impressed with when it comes oh, to buffets. Man, you know what? I do want to try. That. Yeah, you need to try that on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Take the message not, over I'm there. I'm not like a man. Yeah, it would, it would really hit your pescatarian dietary needs. Think All seats. Yeah. Got crab legs. Got oysters. Ooh, ooh. Shrimp. I try and do the Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, I can't do it. <laughs> okay. Is that how I met your mother? 
No, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh no, no, sorry, astrophysicist. Sorry. I was thinking you're thinking of Neil. of Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, my bad. My Two bad. good Neils. Sorry, I messed yeah. that up horribly. Yeah, man. Wow. So that's yeah. We need to wrap it up on that note. <laughs> on that note. On that note, we need to get out of here. So again, thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to everybody listening. Again, we'll get back probably next week with Chow Thai. I promise. We've been we've been promising Chow Thai forever. I'm we'll hungry. Hit, when I want to hit that. Um, just for my own. We should do a Fork Buddies while eating one day. Ah, that'd be cool. Uh, that might get a little annoying with the mic. I don't care. <laughs> people don't like to hear other people eat. That is true. That, that misophobia. Misophobia. That's a real thing. Yeah. Irrational anger at hearing other people eat. Yeah, that'd be probably kind of annoying. I have it. Well, Which is ironic because apparently... But you don't listen to the podcast after we do it, though. What? You don't listen to our podcast after you after we record this, do you? You don't absolutely like to hear, not. You don't like to hear yourself. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once I record, I'm out. I'm out. I, this I, is the, all the obligation that it requires. Yeah, Flan is the proprietor and genius behind all of this. I just come in and sit down and ramble about, and well, I take care know, of the rest. Yeah. yeah. So. So. All right. There you have it. Trains leaving the station. Grab your forks, choo choo choo, all aboard, trains leaving the station. Fork on and fork off.